NFL week four, Pat Stans Inc. Uh, coming off of, uh, well, a news-filled weekend, a tough loss to Baltimore. Going into Green Bay this week, not sure who our quarterback is. Lots to talk about today. Let's go. Connor, we're back. Uh, Patriots lose a toughie. Um, things aren't feeling as good as we felt last week. We lose 37-26. That's not even the headline at all. The headline comes on the final offensive play of the game. Um, let's just look at it before we even start. Cheer. Uh, not pretty. Injury to his left leg. Clay is Campbell coming down on that. And you can tell by the reaction of Mac Jones right away that high ankle sprain is the word. Um, yeah, it sucks. I mean, we have no idea what's going on. Uh, initial thoughts, Connor. I mean, for that to happen at the end of that game, it was just the cherry on top of our poop Sunday. Uh, you know, we'll get into the game later, but to start with the Mac Jones injury, it's brutal, man. Uh, and as many people out there saying, you know, oh, this might give him the time to kind of regroup. Uh, Mac Jones is playing decent football. Uh, physically, he was performing. He was making the plays. We'll get into some of the decision-making later, but this is crucial, man. Anytime you lose a second-year quarterback this early in the season, uh, we don't know for how long yet. We're hearing everything from six to eight weeks, four to six to – maybe next week, which I can't imagine is happening. It's just, uh, it's one of those things where we're going to have kind of see where we are right now, regroup and take it day by day. Yeah. The toughest part, I mean, there's a lot of tough parts of the tough part of it. I'll go into in a little bit here when I'm going to do my little diatribe that Mac actually played great. Um, But a tough part of it is the offense did show a lot of great signs of clicking, being able to put, push the ball downfield, blah, blah, blah. Um, that maybe things were progressing well. And then this happens and it's like, oh shit. And we're going into after green Bay, what I would say is by far the easiest stretch of our schedule. You'd want to have your team at full strength for that to get, you know, a winning record going. Um, but now we don't know what's going on. Um, and we are day by day, Connor. Day by day. Uh, So, so you met real quick, you mentioned that the, the worst part of it is, you know, A lot of people are like, well, we're going to the softest part of our schedule. So if we can go, you know, three and three through that stretch, this is a stretch where we wanted to get to at 500. We wanted to get to the stretch at two and two. This is a stretch that we easily could have rolled off four or five wins in a row. And now, unfortunately, a lot of people are saying that best case scenario, we go 500 through it. And yeah, Green Green Bay's offense is struggling. That's a winnable game if you're at full strength. But then after that, you go Detroit at home. Uh, Cleveland, Chicago, and the Jets. I mean, Twice, those are games you should win all of them. But yeah, you know, now with Brian Hoyer, who's zero and eleven in his last eleven starts, um, we know what he looked like when we when he started against Kansas City for us uh, a couple years ago. It was a, a shit show to say the least. Um, you, you lose a lot of confidence. Uh, we'll go into how we feel about that. Um, the Mac Jones injury, though, is so question. It's such a big question mark. High ankle sprain is the answer. 
Um, but we don't know a timeline. I mean, as for, as recent as today, there were rumors that um, he could play this week. Uh, well, we've also heard he could be out till after the bye. Uh, yes, I agree with that comment. Uh, actually, let me play it again. This is a dirty hit. He he grabs him, pulls, uses his full weight to pull him down on that leg. Cheer. Not pretty. Injury to his left leg. Play his hand. Like, last play of the game. I mean, I get yeah. it. It's the Ravens. The Ravens always play a yeah, little past that line. That's what they do. Uh, I didn't think he pulled him down, per se. I actually thought he kind of let go at the end. Uh, he did kind of tabletop him, like one of those things. But he did let go. If you notice, Blaze Campbell, he did come down at the end hands-free. But he did so, a little, like, jump up to put all the weight, you know? He did. He was a t- – I mean, it, at that point, they're still playing football. Uh, I'm not going to whine about it. It's it's football. I yeah, agree. It wasn't Bernard Pollard-type-esque, but uh, I didn't like it. But at the same time, if we committed the exact same act, I, I'd be sitting here screaming, how is that a dirty hit? So I don't think it was that dirty of a hit. But you could definitely make the argument, you know, uh, especially when you do come down on someone's ankle like that. And a quarterback, you know, it's just – yeah, and then um, so we'll go. Let's go backwards into the game in a second, but let's finish up our Mac injury talk quick. Um, by Bill Belichick, a tour de force in Bill Belichick press conferences, an all timer yesterday. Uh, really, I mean, he has not lost a step. Watch this. We got about a minute of this to enjoy. Bill Belichick, ladies and gentlemen. Take a day, buddy. Brian's got a lot of experience. He's done everything that we would want to do. Not be able to do it, you know, with I think minimal practice. That that was what it was. So, let's take it day by day. We we're not really doing anything differently. Day by day, Phil. Day by day. That's the plan. Day by day. Day by day is getting better. Let's see how it goes. Day by day. Does he have a high ankle sprain? Day by day. What do I look like? A doctor, an orthopedic surgeon? Like, I don't know. Talk to the medical experts. What are the medical experts on staff say? Day by day. Well, evaluate him, Dave. I mean, what difference does it make to me? What do you, you think I'm going to read the MRI? Like, that's not my job, so. But it's there, and they, they talk to you about it, right? Yeah, it's day by day. It's getting better day by day. See, so it's tomorrow. A lot better than it was yesterday. Just, uh, I mean, day by day. It's like the new phrase. That's an on to Cincinnati. That's all that shit. Mm -hmm. Uh, Day by day, Connor. And I mean, I love confirmed Bill Belichick, not medical expert, not orthopedic surgeon. It's, it's a, I don't know why I'm still surprised, but it just blows my mind how much of a dick he is to the people, <laughs> to the media doing their job. Like, I love, you know, I love Bill Belichick. He's the greatest man ever. But good God, these are just do, people doing their job, asking you a very, very appropriate question. He's your quarterback. You need to know. They're just asking, you know, what's what's going on? You know, let the fans in. How long is he going to be out? What do you know? What do you not know? And he just he doesn't give an inch. He doesn't. I mean, how hard is it to say? He went and got tests, and they diagnosed him with a high ankle sprain. We'll see how. Whoa, he, whoa, 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 here. whoa, Brendan! He's not an orthopedic surgeon. Easy, easy. He's a and football then they go, coach. They go, they go. Well, what did the the, the doctors say? Yeah. What did he they goes, tell day me? by day? It's like no. They, they told didn't. me day by day. Yeah. Wow, they are terrible. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's it's just unbelievable. Uh, he's toying with us. He's mm. toying with everybody. Um, I wonder if he's even toying with Mac Jones because Mac Jones is like not sure how he feels. So he's like, oh, I guess we'll just day by day it. Um, not to make light of uh, the injury, but after the performance Mac Jones put on entering the locker room, he can't play this week. I don't care if there is a magic spell that cured his ankle over the course of the week. But after that little uh, display, we'll say he cannot come out and play this week after that amount of pain he was. Oh, the, just just for the look of it, like it's like the Paul Pierce in the wheelchair. <laughs> exactly. <You know? laughs> Spot on. <laughs> the the look on his face, the screaming agony as he got carried in. Yeah, you pretty much need to be actually hurt, dude. Like <laughs> who, who who was was it? Ted Johnson or Brewski back in the day? Remember? Uh, oh, injury, injury, injury! Oh my God! They get a free timeout and then he starts running across the field after they yeah. win. Yeah, oh, is that Bruce? Is one of the Brewski or Johnson Brable? I can't remember. But uh, after that display, he he's got to take a week off. So, Bill, uh, how's Mac looking? This is Bill's answer. Day by day, day by day. He's day by day, dude. Patches and face paint, day by day. All right, let's talk about the game, Connor. Well, a few fun things about the Patriots, a positive note. Um, let me give you one positive. John Jones continues to play absolutely incredible, forces two turnovers in the game, an interception and a forced fumble. He is playing awesome. Pro Football Focus, look at this, has him as the number one rated corner in the NFL right now after three weeks. Wow. Um, that comes off of playing against Tyreek Hill in week one. Deontay Johnson in week two. Um, I mean, he, he's playing some <laughs> Somebody for Baltimore in week three. <laughs> no, he was against Bateman. He was against Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, which, which I mean, it's, it's the best they got. I don't yeah. Know. Um, yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about the defense briefly because uh, yeah. it's, it's, it's one of those things like, you know, the kids that always act up in class get the most attention. That's the offense right now. That's the story. That's the negative. Unfortunately, the defense isn't going to get as much attention uh, in a good way. They're, they're, they're doing everything they're supposed to be doing. I didn't think they got shredded too bad last week. Uh, unfortunately, Lamar Jackson's the greatest quarterback ever against the Blitz, apparently. Holy moly. Oh, can we talk about that? Oh, my God. Stop blitzing him, though, Steve. We Steve. Bl So we blitzed Lamar 12 times on passes this week. He was 11 for 12 oh, passing were four touchdowns and a perfect QBR. He is the best quarterback against the Blitz. By a mile in the NFL, why are we blitzing him that much? Yeah, you they think they him on forty-five percent of downs? Yeah, you think they would have cut back just a hair on that one? Uh, outside of that, I thought we did a really, really nice job limiting the run game uh, outside of Lamar Jackson. I mean, he's going to do what he's supposed to do, but Dobbins and Hill couldn't get too much going. Uh, I thought the defense did what they're supposed to do, and it, it's tough, man. It's tough when your offense is turning the ball over that consistently. You're that on the field that often. You're playing with that many short fields. Uh, we're asking a lot of our defense right now. Uh, so it's I, I thought they played as well as you could have expected given the situation. I thought they played as well as you could have expected for about half of the game. Um, then they kind of got it stuffed up their ass. To they're the they, they're exhausted. Um, I, think, I think we were really missing Kyle Duggar in that game. Um, Everyone else really struggled. We struggled to cover Mark Andrews and their other oh. tight ends. Um, McCordy kind of got beat by Andrews just physically. He had him covered, so, but Andrews just outmuscled him a couple times. When do we start talking about McCordy uh, consistently getting beat this year? Are we we ready for that yet? Or There's not, not yet? a better option for him, though, Connor. They're really it, it, 
McCordy is a, the smartest player out there in the secondary. And if you have someone, uh, the bigger problem was our, us not tackling people. Uh, and, and then eventually that creating Lamar Jackson running space. Um, and like you said, us turning the ball over so much. So eventually things are going to break when you're giving Lamar that many opportunities. We did force turnovers. John, like I said, John Jones, the offense was given three opportunities with the ball to go win the game and didn't do it. Uh, yeah, we, we were in so the game the whole defense, time. there is a lot to be fixed. I wish we didn't blitz so much. A lot of people had bad games, but overall, if Duggar was out there, I think it would have helped a lot. Um, like but, you like you mentioned, he was 11 for 12 on the blitz. He had 18 completions and Jackson hit 11 incompletions. He is, his percentage wasn't overly high. Uh, that shows goes to tell you when we didn't blitz, we had that dude contained. Given the fact, yeah, he's going to scramble a little bit, but that guy didn't do a thing with his arm when we were playing just base D, if you will. Yep, uh, the base D played pretty good. The blitzing, he killed us. Um, and then later in the game, once we were exhausted oh, and God. and kind of deflated by by all the turnovers, he really killed us. I mean, when your um, offense drives that many times and you turn the ball over that many times, I don't care what side of the ball you're on. You're you're, you're playing. You're playing deflated. You're playing from behind. It's, it's this, just is a, this is a this is a we respect the hell out of Lamar Jackson podcast. That guy is awesome, dude. Ravens, what are you doing? Give the man the bag. Give the man his money. And also, the people pretending he can't throw. The throw to Duvernay in the back right corner of the end zone is as good of a throw as you can make. How about Duvernay? He's having a nice little year, man. He really is. Oh, and that we give up a 40-yard punt return to him, too. Good. A lot of unpatriot-like stuff out there. All the turnovers, giving up special teams plays. A lot of bad shit. Um, It's it's timely turnovers, man. It's not turnovers that were forced either. It's just bad decision-making. I don't want to get too deep into it because everybody else is, but we we know by now Mac Jones is making those – he's making decisions he didn't make last year. He's making decisions that crappy rookies make, not even decent rookies make. He has regressed beyond where he started last year. So a guy guy we hated on uh, early, a disappointing guy, uh, had his breakout game. We'll give him our player of the week here, Devontae Parker. Huge game, five catches, 156 yards. Uh, really, I mean, just a huge breakout game. Um, let me go into the positives of the offense. Let's start there. Um, this pass to Parker here, one of Mac's best throws of his career, I think. One of a beautiful catch by Parker, this back out against the undefeated Redskins at the time. Jones steps into one. Parker again got the feed in. First and goal, New England. Devontae Parker's breakout game. Great back shoulder throw by Mac Jones right there. You, I mean, that throw is awesome. The catch is awesome. That's the guy we thought we were getting. Yeah, it's almost like, hey, when we design a play for him to do a comeback, it works. Don't just throw a jump ball to the dude and let the other guy have an opportunity at it. Uh, the design looked a lot better last week. Mac Jones looked a lot better stepping up in the pocket last week for sure. Uh, it's when he got into trouble. It's when he made those bad decisions, tried to force things. But when the, when the pocket looked good, he stepped up and he looked he looked he looked a good damn good pocket passer. So I I felt reactionary um, like you did during the game at the end of the game. It's super frustrating to see a game you can win against a great team um, and then have all those turnovers really makes you upset. Patriots Twitter has been insufferable. A lot of people saying Max just not the guy. They don't like him. They're giving up on him. I just want to go through. Let me show you a few highlights. This guy played really freaking good and showed a lot of skill and then screwed it up. But let me look at these throws. These first two here, two more to Parker. The football because I do think it gives them opportunity for bootlegs and play action. Jones wants Parker. He goes up and 
That throw is mm. awesome, awesome. And then this throw to Parker where he actually p helps Parker position himself better to get more yards after. Crap, oh. sorry, I clicked the wrong one. <laughs> this is the one. Look, watch Parker here. A beautiful throw over the it's top. Right where, it's right where the ball needed to be, too. And then we got a crossing pattern to Bourne. In this first half, but a much better performance, a great response after last week's fourth quarter. Jones rips a mm. I mean, Mack was slinging the ball on point all over the place. Downfield. The offense really was starting to look really good. And then more credit to Mac I want to give is the grit and will to win he had in this game. Here's a fourth down. It's a fake. Jones dances around. Mac Jones dumps it out. First down. Uh, yeah, we got away with the legal man downfield on that. I'm play, just saying way. that Mac was out there playing his ass off. I mean, I know it's later in a minute. It's what came to hurt him. Um, <laughs> then Mac. On the goal line, Jones looks left, steps up. Mac Jones runs it in for the He actually used his legs a lot in this game. Um, I think he ran six times. He had like almost forty yards rushing. Uh, Mac with the seven. An awesome celebration. I love it. Uh, um, yeah, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you, compare that clip to his the clip of him coming off the field. So the the we're game. about to do that. Let me yeah. just finish this segment of it by saying what I want to say is this is a second year quarterback who a lot of people think is limited. Um, and they're not saying he's limited in his decision making. They will now. But the reason people didn't believe in Mac Jones was his physical skills. And he showed in that game that he can make the throws that he needs to make. He can throw downfield. He can hit people on hard throws, on on lob throws, over the shoulder, sidelines. He made every kind of throw in this game. He also moved the pocket with his feet. He ran the ball. Mac showed that he does have the physical ability to be the guy. Um, and he, he was going punch for punch with this team. That's why what we're going to see next is disappointing. But it's also, I want to point out, a thing we saw from a lot of guys who have broken through, people like Josh Allen, early in his career, Peyton Manning, guys who are really competitive who don't know to let some plays go, and they force stuff. And that's what Mac did. So let's look at the bad plays. Um, first interception here, Mac, this is terrible. I mean, that looks like that one against the Raiders um, in the preseason. It's that's an interception all day. Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, are we are we just going to roll through all three? Because yeah, let me show to, you the why, next. Why be a dead horse? Let's yeah. show the next pick, um, and then we'll talk about it. <laughs> On third down and goal, here they come. Jones retreating, floating, end zone, picked off. Humphrey. The result of that pick here. <laughs> just ripping everyone clearly pissed off everything's going wrong that pick is gigantic we're down five we're in field goal range you kick a field goal there get the ball back we can win the game um i left that the last one that's what he gets hurt on but those two are terrible uh the last one i think he's blaming Devonte parker there or the coaches i don't mm -hmm. know if you read his mouth he says it's cover four it's cover four what the mm -hmm. fuck yeah. um well, you're, you're the you're going to be the negative guy here. Uh, go ahead for me. I mean, the, the interceptions speak for themselves. You hit the nail on the head. That 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 first one, just like the one in the preseason to the Raiders, inexcusable, garbage decision. 
what, what gets me the worst is, man, when we were driving – oh, gosh, I can't remember the score. We were down five. Oh, God, I'm completely blanking. I didn't get my stat up for this. When is it? it on that last pick, we're down five. In the red zone. What we All we had to do was kick three to come within a field goal. Yeah, that last pick that you see the, in the back up. left corner is a five-point yeah. game. We're third yeah. and ten. It's uh, third and ten in the red zone. Three points goes a real long way at that, at that point. And he turns the ball over and it keeps us down five. We don't get in with it. We don't get any points off that long drive and the air just goes out of the stadium. The decisions he, I mean, I could say it all day. The decisions he's making are, are, are 19 year old freshman in college decisions. Guys that, you know, first, first game against Maryland or something for, for whoever. This guy's rep coming out of college was that, okay, he's not a gunslinger. He doesn't have a noodle arm, but he's not a gunslinger. Uh, he's not going to kill you with his feet. He's not going to beat you with his feet. He can move a little bit, but nothing crazy. But he's not going to lose you a game. He's going to manage a game. He's not going to lose you a game. He's going to make good decisions. And that's the kind of guy that Bill Belichick wants. Tom Brady was the king of going down when it was time to go down. He, he would. He didn't try to force many things at all, which is why Tom Brady had some of the best numbers we've – that's the best numbers we've seen in the history of the game. He's making those decisions now. He's making terrible decisions, and he's executing through those bad decisions, turning the ball over. It's terrifying. It's the one thing that this guy was supposed to have coming out of college, that that little it factor of managing the game, not turning the ball over, uh, letting everyone else do the dirty work and keeping keeping the offense humming. It's it's gone. And it's not just this one game. It, we've seen it day in, day out this year. It's, it's very, very concerning. Even the game against the Steelers, they dropped a surefire interception that could have potentially cost us the game. If they had picked that off, we might not have won that game. Uh, and I want to pump the brakes a little bit real quick on some of these uh, positives that you mentioned. Yes, they are positives. These are positives against the worst defense in the league by a mile. Baltimore's defense has given up 458 yards per game, last in the NFL. Second most it's at 413 Miami. All right. That is 45 yards better. That is the difference between 31 and 32 at the bottom of the league. And that is a huge difference. The Ravens are towards the bottom of the league in sacks. Uh, their secondary is in shambles. This is a defense primed to get picked on. They got picked on by Miami, and then they give up quite a bit to the Jets. It's not like they've been playing, you know, high octane offenses all year. They got smoked by Joe Flacco. Uh I, I don't know, man. And then, you know, on top of that, he's got this injury. If he comes back tentative at all, we're in big trouble. I don't want to – I'm not not raising the red flags yet, but I'm really, really not like – I'm not liking the trend that he's showing. Uh, so before I disagree with you, let me slightly agree with you. Uh, I'm going to agree with you in that he actually has thrown like four more picks than than he has thrown by them being dropped. Uh, he threw one against Miami. He threw one against Pittsburgh. He threw a pick six at the goal line in this game on first down. Um, that to get that got dropped by Queen right. on the left side. Queen, that was, yeah, that guy cannot catch. That <laughs> was a, a, such a dumb throw. So I will agree with you. He's he's making some really bad decisions. Um, here's an excuse for him that is a real excuse. Uh, all off season, they talked about how they want to force him to make more risky throws downfield. Uh, they talked about wanting to throw 50, 50 balls. They talked about wanting to see him stretch it out. Um, it's hard to blame him when he actually goes and does what he's being told to do, which is try and force the ball downfield more. Um, yeah, that's going to result in some, some bad plays. So that is one excuse for it that I think is a legitimate one. That's an um, even bigger problem though. That's, that's a problem at the, at, on the coaching staff. That's way worse. Um, 
Uh, none of us are team hire fat dumb idiot to coach the offense, and I think that is hurting a lot. Because oh no, oh no, but on fourth and two, he'll have a nice little check down pass behind the line of scrimmage that'll go for negative one yards. I oh, don't we briefly shit on that. What you know, the hell was so that? Freaking the Kendrick Bourne out on the side short of the line. We've done it before. We did it last week on a third and short that we needed to have. We threw a ball behind the line of scrimmage again, a long developing play that got blown up at the line of scrimmage. Well, and that's the opposite of believing in your quarterback because you're not giving him any options. You're forcing him to throw that pass. But when it's know? an obvious, yeah, an obvious situation where you need to go short, we go too short so they can just come right downhill on us. It is when we're getting that. eight yards of carry, Connor. Too. We're getting... <laughs> it is beyond bad, Matt. I I'm so fro. I don't want to. About to throw my computer across here. Your point is valid, but that strikes up even way more problems. If 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 you're saying that Max development is being hindered by the coaching staff, which all accounts say it is, we are in a world of shit. We are in a lot more trouble than we can imagine right now. And Bill Belichick, unfortunately, is going to be too stubborn to make those changes. That I agree with, but let me bring it back to my optimism here, right. which is um, when a quarterback doesn't have it physically, then he can't get it. Okay, so there's a bunch of guys in this league that just are not good enough physically at playing quarterback to play quarterback. Um, a lot of people's questions about Mac Jones, like you said, they said he was good at decision making, good at limiting mistakes, but they said they he might not be physically gifted enough to mm -hmm. do this in the NFL. Mm -hmm. Yesterday, Sunday's game showed me he absolutely is. Um, he can make all these throws. He can move. He, I mean, he made unbelievable throws over and over in that game, way downfield, tons of throws over 20 yards. Um, Mackey's got all of the physical talent, and I saw it in that game, and we've seen it more often that we did not see last year. Um, and mental mistakes can be fixed, can be coached away. He needs to learn um, not to, not that he doesn't need to make every play happen. Um, which you can throw the ball away, et cetera, et cetera. And that's something you can learn, and we have seen guys learn. Um, look, Josh Allen's a great example of that, the guy who forces every play, and it was killing him his first two years of his career, yeah. and he has had that coached out of him quite a bit. Um, and I think Matt can do that. The other thing Matt has that you, is you either have it or you don't is the fire. That guy is so competitive. You don't want a guy like Jay Cutler uh, who doesn't care. Who doesn't? Yeah. Uh, he doesn't give a shit that he lost the game. Mac, you see, it might be annoying that he's that pissed off, but it's good that he's that pissed off because he cares. Um, it makes me feel like he's impulsive, though, and I think that translates onto the field. I think that is a problem, um, and I agree, and I think that's part of why I wish he had a real QB coach um, because I think some of this stuff needs to be coached out of him. Who is um, our quarterback coach? Uh, Joe Judge. <laughs> is he the, is he officially the quarterback yeah, coach? QB coach, yeah. Um, cool. Cool. To, to finish that thought, Mac made me optimistic in that game. As much as he hurt us in that game, he made me optimistic about his future because he has all the tools to be a great NFL quarterback. And I saw that in that game. Um, let me show you one more play uh, that we hate this play, but this throw is so freaking good. And then we hate Nelson. Pitcher throws. Ravens bring some pressure. Jones beats it. I hate Nelson Aguilar. That throw is so good, Connor. It's over the linebacker, in front of the it corner, right insane. into his hands. There's only one place to put it. He puts it there. Matt can hit the crossing route. We know that, man. He can hit those 20-yarders, too. Uh, by the way, do you see Devontae Parker blocking downfield? Oh, my God. 
That is he a had a great game. Pick. Other than uh, they still have some weird communication issues, I think yeah. on offense. But overall, yeah, Parker was awesome. Yeah, Nelson Aguilar reading the headlines last week. We were crowning him. This week we're burying him again. It's just it's for the, the same goes. reason we were originally burying him, which is exactly. ball security. Well, it's it's the way he goes. That's what that's like the story of Nelson Aguilar's career. Have like six, seven dog crap games in a row. Literally light the world on fire one week. Show what you can do, and then go back to being nothing. So that's twice. Fourth quarter, final drive, big completion, driving twice out of three games, two games that he has fumbled on a driving to go try and make it a football game drive. That's we're still down five there. And and yet Kendrick and yet Kendrick Bourne gets the doghouse. I, I don't get it. Let's do a quick Kendrick Bourne segment here. Um, Kendrick Bourne. All he does is make plays when he's out there. And this idea of playing Lil Jordan Humphrey, I like Lil Jordan Humphrey. Nice. Playing Lil Jordan Humphrey way more than him is ridiculous. Ridiculous. Just because he blocks a little. It's we, we we have two two supposedly great tight Hunter Henry can't block anyone, by the Hunter way. Hunter Henry sucks. Sucks. Well, we we signed these two tight ends to be those guys. So basically, if you're playing Lil Jordan Humphrey that often, you're telling us that one of those tight ends can't can't contribute. You, you, you can't have it both ways, man. It's either is can't why isn't Kendrick Bourne on the field? Oh, little Jordan Humphrey's blocking. Why can't we get those two tight end sets at Hunter Henry and Yanu Smith like we love? They are they incapable of doing it? There's just mistakes across the board. And, We're not admitting it. Slight, it's, it's bad. The slight advantage of little Jordan Humphrey blocking a corner doesn't outweigh having a playmaker on the field like Kendrick Bourne. It just doesn't to me. Not in a team that needs to needs to find offense like we do. It's just a ridiculous thing, especially little Jordan Humphrey. Mac throws a perfect back shoulder to him. One, the one time he threw to him in the game, Humphrey didn't look for the ball because yeah. he doesn't. He's not an NFL level receiver yet, exactly. and it just that hurts. If Kendrick Bourne's on the field, that play's made. It's funny you say that. That was a five point game. That was post uh, red zone interception. That could have been Nelson Aguilar running down to the thirty yard line, down two points, setting up a potential game winning field goal. Or even the situation it was in, even with every mistake yeah. we had already shown, that's still us on the 30, going in, a touchdown wins the football game. All of it went wrong. So that's so. why Nelson Aguilar, that's so bad. And it's just unacceptable. All of these mistakes are the most unpatriot shit. Fumbles, bad timing interceptions, giving up a 40-yard punt return. This is the stuff Belichick has never allowed, and I don't know where it's coming from. It's it's unacceptable, especially the fumbling is crazy. And it's it's timely. It's timely too, man. Like we've seen guys get benched for way less than this. Uh, real quick, John Smith, yeah, like Hunter Henry, watch a meeting four months ago. Unbelievable. It's, it's something I don't know, man. He must have a trigger word or something. Real quick, tight end watch: John Smith, Hunter Henry combined five catches for thirty-three yards. Whole bunch of nothing. They caught all their targets, at least. Four for four for Janu, one for one for Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry is a shell of his former self, man. That guy, that guy, we got to figure out something for him. I Short-term IR, fix, figure something out because we got to get somebody else on the field. It's not just that he's not catching the ball and not getting open. The dude doesn't – he misses every block. He's Can't terrible block. blocking. At least Janu Smith blocks. We've had a rotating door of tight ends come through the practice squad. I think they're trying dudes out to find a guy that can get on the field because we've been having tight ends come in every single week Signed to the practice squad, released. Signed to the practice squad, yeah, released. Signed Randy Moss's son. Yeah, and we released that Wadermeyer guy, that that dude we signed a, a little while back. We talked about. Uh, I I legitimately think they're having open tryouts for Hunter Henry's replacement, and we can't find anybody. If you watch the tape, at least Johnu Smith blocks. Hunter Henry yes. can't block. 
it, it's real bad. And yeah, and candy. he's like not open ever. I it's uh, yeah. we have. I mean, overall, I mean, Janu at least blocks, but we have so much money and two useless players that are out there all the time. We don't have any red zone threats on this team, to be honest. The only guy that can, the only guy that's any, any, any has any height that can catch is, I guess, little Jordan Humphrey, who doesn't look for the ball. I don't even know. I'm holding out hope in that we did this same talk about Devonte Parker through two weeks, so maybe uh, one of those guys will show up big in the in the coming weeks. Yeah, um, but when, when, you get, about when, you, when you get to the red zone, real quick, when you get to the red zone, you got to have that big, strong dude that's going to get open over the middle of the field. That's going to get you those. I mean, even you know Hayden Hurst. You know, the, you don't have to be the greatest tight end in the world to be just a tough red zone threat. And I don't think we have anybody. So we're going to play the Packers this <laughs> week. Um, the what if if we're going to the Packers? Let's let's talk about it. Assuming Mac Jones isn't playing. Um, I think that's a safe right. assumption. Yeah. No um, the good side. So- the good news is, I think he probably will play within a few weeks. We're not waiting till after the bye. So, but let's talk about this Packers game. Um, and the one positive that I take out of it, which is it makes us even more emphasize the strength of this offense that we haven't touched yet, which is the running game. Um, Ramondre Stevenson was, pardon my language, fucking awesome on Sunday. Awesome. So awesome. Um, and this stat will tell you how good it's going. The Patriots, number one in the NFL in DVOA uh, rushing. DVOA uh, calculates sort of the strength of the defense you're against and the expected, uh, over-expected amount per rush that you're getting against that defense. Yeah, um, salt on the wound real quick from our friend over in San Francisco. but We know Bourne. We watched the last <laughs> year. He was our best player last We want him. But um, I think this makes us lean even more into the run game. Also, that stat makes me so angry that we're not using play action more because if your run game's that good, you should be able to use play action more. Every week. Um, but Stevenson has been great. Our run blocking has been great. Um, yeah, I mean, what? how do you feel going into Green Bay now? What, what are you looking positive about? What are you feeling about it? Uh, well, here's what sucks about it. Uh, Green Bay defense has been pretty damn good this year. They're six in the league in yards per game allowed, six in the league in points per game allowed. Uh, turnover differential minus two. Uh, weird for an Aaron Rodgers led team, isn't it? Decent defense, and they're still uh, in in the red two uh, turnover potential. Very shocking there. They're 18th against the run. All right, they are 18th against the run, and they have not played a lot of teams who are considered run first clubs. Uh, it, it makes me the, the easy answer here is oh we got to stick to the run game. These dudes are going to stack the box. They know they don't have to respect the pass. They know they don't have to respect the deep pass with Brian Hoyer in there. Uh, they're not going to have to respect anything in terms of the air attack. They're going to stack the box. They're going to take care of the run. We're in big trouble. <laughs> um, yeah, I think so. The Packers right now looks like they're like minus ten, uh, which is a wild line. Uh, fun fact. Since 2002, the Patriots have only been double-digit dogs one time, and it was the last time Brian Hoyer started against Kansas City. We're we're 10 or 12-point dogs, and we lost by 17, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, but that game was 6-3 to at half, uh, and we were on the 10, and Hoyer took the worst sack ever with no timeouts, and we did (laughs) Oh, that's right. Oh, I remember that. Um, Yeah, it was wild. Brian Hoyer was uh, awful. People thinking that this is going to has any chance of being better than Mac Jones, it's not going to happen. It won't be. Brian Hoyer, we know what he is. Um, but Green Bay has struggled to score. Our defense matches up pretty damn well with them. 
Uh, if you can hold Green Bay to under 20 points, you can win the game. You do have a chance. Uh, and I think we can do that. Again, I love our running game. Um, and, and there's a lot out there to do. The big thing with Green Bay, though, is they're not going to turn the ball over. I know you said that stat. Those are bad fumbles they've had. They actually had a horrible yeah. fumble on the goal line last yep, week. Exactly. It's not Rodgers turning it over. Um, and he doesn't turn it over at home. Uh so you can't expect to get a bunch of turnovers. You got to hold them to 17 points and be able to take advantage of your opportunities. I think we can run the ball on them. Like you said, Hoyer's got to make the throws when they're there. Uh, and uh, it's a game. I still think we can be in. Uh, it's definitely going to be a game where we're going to be in it. And here's why the Vegas has the over under not to bring betting into this. We got our own show for that, but the over under is 40 and a half. That is wildly low for a game for a with, team with what, 10 points with yeah. a nine and it's at nine and a half, a nine and a half point spread at the over under at 40 and a half. Those don't correlate. That is, that is wild. This is going to be a low scoring affair, but it's going to be, a, I think it's going to be a, Relatively close game. We'll get to the picks in a sec. But like you said, there's no way this game is a blowout. Our defense is too good, and I think that we're going to do enough. And I hope that Brian Hoyer doesn't turn the ball over three times like Mac Jones did. Uh, I think this game is going to be a lot closer than people think. Uh, yeah. Um, I do too. Um, I, I still think the Packers are going to end up winning this game. I think there's too much turmoil going on. It's too – Me too. Uh, it's too, we've struggled enough on offense. It's going to be real hard with Hoyer who just doesn't have the, Hoyer's always had an ability to kind of move the ball up and down the field, but he's not good in those high pressure situations because he can't make the real tough throw. He's been really bad in the red zone. Um, but I do think we'll be able to move the ball. So I, I think we can keep the game close, but I think in the end, when you can't score, you're going to end up giving them too many opportunities. And they're going to beat you. I think they're going to beat us like 23 to 13 to be honest, uh, something like that. So they're covering, huh? <laughs> um, I, I think we might cover if 20 to 13, but it's somewhere in that range. Um, but I still have a lot of hope for us going after this week um, to be able to win, to put together a bunch of wins and salvage this season and be back in the race by the bye. Uh, I think this team has shown a lot of good. I think what we saw against Baltimore, there was a lot of positives. We've lost two games, but we've lost two games to two of the best teams in the NFL right now. Um, and there were both games that we could have won. And I think that tells you something. I mean, Baltimore, we had three times we were in the red zone down a score. You score in any of them, you're in the, you're, you can win that game, even with all those mistakes. The Patriots are a better team than people are giving them credit for right now. Um, and I think they have a lot to improve. Yeah, I, I think we limit the mistakes a lot better this week. There's no way we can turn the ball over more than we did and at more inopportune times. Uh, looking down the the Packers, they got quite a lengthy injury report, though, right now. Looks like Elgaton, El that's his name, Elgaton Jenkins, and Caleb Jones, couple tackles, did, did not practice. Not looking good for their status on Sunday. Uh, Christian Watson's banged up. Alan Lazard's banged up. A.J. Dillon's banged up. Jair Alexander, David Bakhtiari. These are all some of the big names on the Packers. are all banged up. Some of them will play, but, uh, you know, they're a team that doesn't necessarily have the firepower that they've had in the past on offense. Uh, if we get some of those dudes not playing in the game, I think our defense just matches up overwhelming, overwhelmingly well against them. Uh, having said that, I don't think our offense is going to be able to move the ball enough on that defense of theirs. Uh, I do like us to cover for what it's worth. Uh, but, man, that 40 and a half, 
that's unbelievable. I, I expect the I expect the pay, the Packers to win the game, but I think it's gonna be a lot closer than people expect. Yeah, I like a little, little betting note between us. I, Forty enough. How much you? I love under. I love it, dude. You've been unders all year. It's wild. But I mean, now how how is it going over? I don't think it does. 19, <laughs> six, 1916 Green Bay. Yeah. 1916. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Hey, if it's 1916, there's a lot of positives coming out of that. Yeah, Let me right. give you one more couple stats that will make you feel positive about the Patriots and show you how bad the turnovers have killed this team. Um, this is a graph of NFL defenses forcing three and outs. Uh, wait, let me get rid of the little thing that is blocking the mo most important part. The Patriots are third in the league in forcing three and outs this so far this season. Uh, this is a graph Shoot. of NFL offenses going three and out. The Patriots are second in the league. They've gone three and out the second least times in the league. So the Patriots have gone three and out less than everybody except the Eagles and forced three and outs more times than everybody except the Eagles and Niners. The Patriots turnovers are killing them. I mean, it's, it's story of the year. That's it. Decision-making fumbles inopportune interceptions. I would be way more, way more optimistic if Mac Jones was coming in healthy. I would pick the yeah. Patriots if Mac Jones was playing this week, no doubt. Easily. I would too. Uh, yeah, that's a great stat. That just sums up everything we talked about. Uh, real quick, by the way, uh, uh, Godshaw and Lawrence Guy, both questionable. Our D-line might be a little banged up this weekend. LeBron Ray on the practice squad has been banged up for a couple weeks. Uh, that's something that could come into play. We do know Green Bay can run the ball with A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones. Uh, yeah, if, if Godshaw and Guy are limited, that's a big deal. Yeah, Sam Roberts is going to have to play a really, really big role. So uh, that's one last note. You know, it's one of those things. We know who we are at this point. Maybe we could pull one out this weekend, though. I just yeah. say the real goal now with the schedule that's coming up, before we jump into, you know, ending the show on the Boston sweep, the real goal to me, obviously one week at a time, but is is you see that bye week out day ahead. Day. You want to be 500 or better at that bye week. Day by uh, day, day by day, man. Yeah, day by day, baby. Day by day. Uh, yeah. Connor, do you have some Boston sweep for me? I got a pretty good one this week, man. I'm excited for it. Yeah, let me pull it up. All right, Boston sweep. Oh, I never typed up that last one, so it's going to be off the cuff. Okay, I got I got four this week, all right? One is going to oh, be a little lead-in, all right? Because I love. Something... I have no idea what you're going to bring up here. I'm excited. Okay, the, the lead-in is going to be sports-based. It's something we've talked about a lot, so let's keep this one brief. ESPN graded the future power ranks of all 32 NHL teams based on roster prospects, cap situation, and management. Where did the Bruins rank out of 32 teams, you think? 32. Future rankings. Are they 32? Funny enough, we're not. Chicago was. It's not surprising. Oh, good for them. All yeah. right. 26. Uh, oh, is hey, it, I almost feel good about that. I know. Now. I was actually When surprised. you set your expectation real low. That's it. Uh, is there any hope for the future? If so, what is it in two sentences? Yeah, I think in the NHL, there's always hope for the future because of how quick things can turn around sometimes. Uh, and that we have David Pasternak and Charlie McAvoy, and that's a good core. Well, got to resign Pasta, mm -hmm. obviously. Uh, McAvoy is a great player to have as a core. I like Swayman as the future in net. So I do think there's a future there, but the core of this team is ancient, elderly. Uh, the core of this team is coming out of retirement there yeah. pretty much. In, I mean, in, in Czechoslovakia or where yeah. Czech Republic, Czech Republic. The, the core of this team won a Stanley Cup 11 years ago. Yeah, uh, when we uh, were in our early 20s. And they were veterans then. So uh, <laughs> they weren't a. <laughs> so there's a lot uh, that needs to happen. Um, and 
it doesn't just involve re-signing old people. They have to hit on some draft pick at some point. They've hit on one in like forever. Um, So, yeah, but still there is. There is a lot of hope this year, and then it's very scary next year. They have to do a lot of work next year. A lot of of contracts coming off the books, so we'll see. Players like to play in Boston, though, so we have that advantage. People want to come here. Well, now that we got Cam the coach, which nobody wanted to play for, but all right, I got three more for you. And these are, these are, we're getting a little away from it now. It's that time of year. Fall is here. Leaves are falling. It's nice and cool up here in New England. And Sam Adams is releasing their Oktoberfest and even a pumpkin ale beer. What is the best season or holiday season for seasonal beers? I'm talking winter lagers, summer shandies, Oktoberfest. What's the best time of year for seasonal beers? Oh my God, I'm going to sound like such a softy. Oh, um, I'm I'm not going to be the cool guy. For me, it's the summer. Oh, I love the summer on. beers. Jeez. I know that's the I know that's oh, the pussy answer. <laughs> <laughs> it's the lighter stuff, uh, floaty, yeah. light, lemony. You know. Yeah, the shampoo. Yeah, I like the summer beers. I like summer and having a beer. The hot. I like hot weather for a beer. But I know a lot of people are going to say fall and winter. I'm a summer guy. What's your answer on that? We got somebody coming up. Oh, talk hey, beers. we have a yeah. special guest. She, uh, you know, I'm not going to go against summer beers. You know, you know, I love a good light beer like a pilsner or a lager. But uh, man, something about those IPAs in the winter time—you can start drinking a little bit, something a little bit heavier, a little stronger. Yeah, this is the man's answer. I don't. know. I feel like it's kind of the the freaking uh, hipster answer nowadays with that the whole too. IPA thing. That yeah. too. Um, I've really started to actually branch out a little bit. I've been really enjoying like the Belgian and Czech styles lately. I don't know if there's a season for those, but I love uh, a good Belgian. Yeah. 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 I, uh, the Czech style lager I had one the other day. It was delicious. So I, I, so, I don't know. Something about watching football and drinking a nice cold beer on a Sunday, though. Oof. So I guess I go with the fall, but God, I love a cold beer in the summer. Fall objectively yeah. is the best season, though, right? Like fall is this right now, He's, like where the air is it. a little crisp at night. You get a nice mm-hmm. sleep. You wake up in the morning, you're like, I think there's football on. But it's not like painful out because then mm. winter sucks. But like fall. Well, I'll tell you, living in Connecticut and Massachusetts instead of northern Vermont is a it's it's a little bit more temped here, which is which is nice, which is nice. Yeah. Well, you lived in Texas for the last while. You're gonna hate the winter. Yeah, let's not talk about that. Yeah. All right. Uh, okay. Uh, next one. Two more. <laughs> you want a pussy answer? Here's one for you. Hocus pocus. Hey, at least I'm two. honest. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm no. Listen, Hocus Pocus two, the movie, is released tomorrow. I never saw Hocus Pocus one. Did you? I did. I I don't think I ever chose to see it, but it was on TV yeah. so much oh, that I have Disney seen it. Channel. I don't sure. think I've ever sat and watched it beginning to end. No, I've never seen it. But anyway, Hocus Pocus two released tomorrow. It was filmed around Boston, Massachusetts, and Rhode Island. Seems like a lot of movies are uh, filmed or set in New England. You know, the whole witchcraft Salem thing, I guess. What is the best Halloween movie out there? Oh, Halloween. You threw me off. I thought you were going to say like New England movie. Best Halloween movie? Yeah, what's the best Halloween? Mm. I'm just trying to tie it into Boston. I know. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm sort of like. I... You can give me the worst too if you want. There's a lot of really bad ones. There's um, a lot. That's the thing. This ain't Christmas movies. Halloween movies. This is a tough one. I go Nightmare Before Christmas. That is a Halloween movie. I guess it kind of is. That's a good answer. I think I'd just go like the OG Halloween. The rest of them have been awful, like just awful. But the OG is great. I love the original Halloween. And it just has such a good feel. It makes you feel like it's uh, a Halloween movie. Yeah. I also like the movie Trick or Treat. 
I never seen that. Is that it's new? like a, a culmination of a bunch of little horror things at once. It's a good all movie. Right, I like it. All right. Trick or treat. Check it out. Uh, worst one, maybe Hubie Halloween. You ever see Hubie Halloween? Oh, actually, I got, it was kind of fun. It was awful. I fun. watch it every year. I don't know. what. Don't yeah. ask why. Every year. It's not for and like every, two years. And, no, I've watched it every year. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah and both times i'm like oh yeah it was his mom i forgot every year i forget anyway um sucks okay last one i didn't write this one down but this is one i'm most excited for in an interview this week america's dad tom hanks came out and stated that he's made yes you be halloween thank you Zach. show that up uh, for anybody wondering tom hanks came out and mentioned that he's made Four movies he considers pretty good. So of all the movies he starred in, he considers four of them pretty good. Have you not heard about this? What do you mean pretty good? He's made way more than that. What? Wait, continue. This, this is not, these are not my words. Finish Tom, your question. Tom Hanks, well, it's. I'm surprised you haven't heard about this. Tom Hanks came out in an interview and mentioned that four, he's made four movies that are pretty good. Kind of implying that the rest aren't up to snuff. Uh, his words, not mine. What are your top Tom Hanks movies? Oh man, you're gonna put me up against it because I'm gonna forget some. I uh, almost, I almost right told you this the, ahead of time. Right off the top of the head, I got to do these off the top of the head. Saving Private Ryan. Um, Forrest Gump. I got yeah, Forrest Gump, Saving Private Ryan. Um, I'm gonna go. I love Road to Perdition. I'm gonna say Road to Perdition. I know that's not gonna be everyone's answer, but I love never, that movie. Never saw it. Um. And oh, you've never seen Road. You gotta watch. I've have, have not. Maybe I'll watch Road to Perdition. There's so. I mean, I'm not putting these ones, but there's a, like a bunch of big ones, like Philadelphia, Big. Yeah, um, good, yeah. I mean, there's so many big ones, but I'm going to, for my fourth, I really liked. Um, ooh, now I'm, I'm questioning myself. I'm gonna go Bridge yeah. of Spies. Oh, okay. Yeah, I saw that. That was pretty good. Uh, yeah. What about what about the same movie uh, on planes and boats? We had Sully and Captain Phillips. Well, I loved Captain Phillips. I liked Captain Phillips a lot. I'm the captain now. I'm the captain. And look at me. Look at me. I'm missing um, so many. I know I'm missing so. So many. you're missing one of my big ones. I'm, I'm not gonna. Uh, I'm not gonna sit here and not let you mention this. I loved, loved. Catch me if you can. I think that oh, one is so I, no, good. That one in there. Put that. Mm -hmm. Shoot it right up in there. Uh, can we can we talk about maybe his worst movie? Uh, I mean, he's had some stinkers early in his career, but my God, I watched a movie I think last year that I thought was going to be awesome. I was like, I it was, it was on Netflix, and I saw the trailer pop up. I was like, I never saw that. Oh my God, it's a Tom Hanks movie. It's in its heyday. I got to watch this. It was one of the worst pieces of crap I've ever seen in my life. The Terminal. Oh, isn't that when he just hangs out at an airport all day? Yeah, or uh, he plays like a Russian dude. He's like, Krakovia, Krakovia. He just says Krakovia like a hundred times. Where he's from? It was so bad. <laughs> That's good to know. He uh, also, uh, did you see the new Elvis movie where he no. plays? Oh, that's right. He's in it. Yeah, no, I didn't see it. Tom Hanks is weird as hell in that movie. I'll, I'll tell you that. Tom Hanks has been in a lot of shit lately. Oh, that's a great recommendation. Castaway. Um, Castaway kind of, I kind of hate Castaway. It doesn't crack the top five. No. I kind of hate that movie. Uh, I, I didn't think it was that good. I feel like I'm forgetting I, uh, a bunch of other ones. We're missing a huge one. I know we are. League yeah, of Their Own I, is solid, I there's guess. There's all the old ones. Like, uh, there's, he's in a bunch of like those old romantic comedies, like You've Got Mail and like uh, Sleepless yeah. in Seattle and all yeah, that. Yeah, those aren't going to crack. Those aren't the top for me. Five. What about uh, that thing it, you do? <laughs> uh, all that stuff. I, I, I'm sticking with what I said. Got the Green Mile. I don't know. Anyway. Oh, Green Mile. No, that's a that's a great one. I never saw Green Mile. Oh, you should watch it. It's very yeah. upsetting, but it's great. 
I don't know what this had to do with Boston, Connor. Yeah, absolutely nothing. I was going <laughs> to tie it in somehow. I forget. I think I was going to mention he played, uh, I don't know, was Jimmy Jugan from Boston? I don't know. I all right. Nothing. Well, uh, is that all we got? Got the comments going. That's all right. it. Yeah, I did get the comments going. I like that. Um, what else we got going on this week? We got, well, actually, Connor, I want to hear, what do you have tonight? What Turner do you and Hooch. Tonight Turner in and Hooch. Uh, oh, tonight. Yeah, we mentioned this earlier. Uh, boy, howdy. Uh, all the money's on Miami, so you got to go Cincinnati. Uh, the line's up to four. I'm going Cincy oh, minus four. It's up to four. And I'm going Hayden Hurst, first touchdown. We're on the same page, Connor. I like it. Um, plus, we both kind of want Miami to drop one. That would be cool. Uh, Anthony's Jet Show coming up tomorrow. We got our 100th episode of Every Morning Quarterback hmm. on Saturday. That's going to be fun. I guess Anthony's got some fun surprises for us. Um, there's, as part of our obligations, we have to mention there's a, another, some other betting show Sunday mornings. It's, they, they go on and they do their show. It happens. Uh, and then Monday, uh, we're going to have EMQ bets again for a Niners game, which that should just be, that should be reasonable and measured commentary. If you, if you want to see a grown man crumble on live television, watch Zach go try to be uh forthright and, uh, subjective for that one with talking with me about it yeah it's gonna be great oh, oh, oh baby <laughs> i might have to i might have to pop in on that and one. then we'll get late night niners which i don't know if you didn't see late night niners last week it's like a character study it was a wild ride Dude, uh, it it's a man incredible. descending into madness is what I, it is. I, loved I, love it. It. I loved it a lot um and then what else do we have next week we got emqu the new show has been fun uh sounds like some trivia in, might be coming tune in just to remember that guy that's the best mm. part and then we'll be back with this next week. Hopefully, maybe positive. That would be cool. If we're positive, what if we're, who knows? We're coming off a win? No? Yeah, probably not. Probably not. <laughs> uh, hey, we're going to watch a Patriots game in Lambeau. Belichick spent half his press conference talking about, like, random Packers from the 40s dude, the other day. So, so weird, dude. Favorite thing. All right, Connor. Um, Good stuff. Uh, I guess that'll do it. Uh, what, <laughs> to play us out. <laughs>